0: Wants to follow. This is Black Bookers on Radio Tab. Yes, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Black Bookers for Monday, January 15. We'll kick off with Southeast Queensland. I think it's fair to say that the, the big meeting at Aquas Park Gold Coast on Saturday, most of those runners were having their grand final. So I think we'll concentrate on the midweek meeting at Doombin on Wednesday. And I was at Ipswich on Saturday. There's two I found there that I think are well worth following. But we'll go to Doombin firstly. And I like the run of Solar Apex, race four, number one. Now, he's formerly trained by Chris Waller. Jack Bruce has only had him for, well, two runs now, but Jack uh, ran him in the Rocky Cup back in early July last year. He was first up into that race and he was well on the market. Fair to say didn't really fire. Master Jamie, of course, won the race and Solar Apex was beaten a reasonable distance. So Jack elected to tip him out he's brought him along steadily for a summer campaign. He resumed in this 1350 Class 6 at Doomham. Now, look, fair to say he had every chance. Justin Huxtable rode him. He had the rails alley. He had a good run in transit, but he never lost any ground in the run to the line, and I'm just thinking he'll take good benefit from that run. He's a proven second-up winner, and more than likely next time out goes, from, from, or goes to the 1400 or even up to the mile. And I think also it's now a good time of year. Most of the good horses have been competing during the Summer Carnival. They're taking a break, so I think Solar Apex can strike while the iron's hot. Stay on his trail. There was no real market support for him there on Wednesday. I expect him to be more prominent in the betting next time and race well. Well, in stark contrast, a horse called Termagant was uh, certainly well in betting commission in the first race at Ipswich on Saturday. A deep field three-year-old out of a good mare Candica, trained by Steve O'Day and Matt Hoysted, she was on debut, but she'd advertised her ability. She'd flagged her ability with two good trials, both at uh, one at Dubin and one at Deegan. I thought she was a good thing on Saturday. The market says she was as well because when they jumped, she was a dollar ninety to a dollar sixty. But uh, surprisingly, uh, Emily Lang, who rode this filly, she jumped well, but then dragged her back, and in an 800-metre race dip switch... That ain't the game plan. So all of a sudden, Termigant, who was a long odds-on favourite, was back uh, running third last, second last, coming up to the turn. It was mission impossible because the winner, who was the well-backed second favourite, run around Sue, and had the good run in front, when uh, Termigant finally got about its business, it rocketed to the line, beaten about a neck. Uh, She's, uh, I think, an above-average filly. We'll watch her next time out. Possibly even at the city midweeks. Stay on her trail. If you backed her on Saturday, I think you can recoup your money next time. Another horse who ran second was in the second race. A horse called Never Bird. Now she contested a a 1680-meter maiden. So always, you know, tough to win those races first up. She arrived from New South Wales with three runs uh, on her CV, but a third at Wyong and a third at Gosford. They were good enough form credentials for her to be hard to beat. In this race on Saturday, uh, she was easy in the market initially. In the end, there was good support for her, but she was a victim of a barrier. She was caught three wide all the way, and just when she was entitled to weaken, remembering too she was first up since June, she battled on powerfully and was beaten in a photo finish. The horse had got up and knocked her off, was well backed, to horse called Dark Thinker. So, two things out of that. The run was very courageous. She'll take benefit from that fitness wise. And I'm sure Jack Bruce can find a very suitable maiden for her over the next few weeks. So, look for her, you know, possibly at the Sunshine Coast, maybe even at the Gold Coast. But I think she'll break her maiden status sooner than later. So, termagant and never burn out of the Ipswich meeting and stay on the trail of Solar Apex, who ran well first up at Doomba. Let's now have a chat with Gerard Daffy. He's been studying these Greyhound videos carefully. Morning, mate. Morning, David. We go to Albion Park on Thursday night. Tell us about the run of Hello Mike in Race 7.
1: Yeah, he returned to form. He uh, hasn't been seen on the track very much over the last 12 months for various reasons. He went round in the heat of the golden ticket and he returned to his very best. We know that how quick early he is. Uh, he ran 5.53 from the black box, uh, running 29.82 overall. So we'll see him go round Thursday night. I'd suggest JSJ's probably near on unbeatable uh, to run the fastest time there Thursday night and get that uh, that golden ticket. But um, he's going to more than pay his way in the coming months. Hello, Mike. And one from Ipswich on Saturday night. Uh, this one... It's a two-and-a-half-year-old feral Frankie. I think it's just found a bit of form. It stepped back up to the 5.20 metres called Wayne Grow. Uh, it had the yellow box, uh, 5.25 early, which is more than acceptable uh, at any level, particularly at Ipswich, and overall 30.59. So I guess we'll see me either campaign at Ipswich or Albion Park in some of those lower-grade races in the coming weeks, but well worth, well worth following Wayne Grow.
0: Tell us the one the Black Book out of Wentworth Park on Saturday night.
1: It was a couple of big nights at Wentworth Park. On Friday night, we had the heats of the Derby and the Futurity. Saturday night, we had the heats of the Group 1 Pause of Thunder. And this Victorian Dutch right now, he had trial quickly there the previous week. He had box six. He dwelt a little bit at the start but took off and hit the front just when they went past the winning post the first time. An overall 29.51. there. There wasn't much between most of those heat winners on Saturday night, but this one's come up with the red box in the final. It's absolutely airborne, this one. Uh, only the 20 starts of 12 wins. It recently ran... Uh, uh, broke the long-standing record at Warrnambool, which is no mean feat. So he's got the red box on Saturday night in the pause of Thunder. That market's up, and he's a $2.60 favourite.
0: By Georgie, caught your eye at sand out on Thursday.
1: Yeah, it's been around a while, this one. Uh, it's three and a half, but it's racing in career-best form. It's won three of its last five. It went round over the, the 5.95. It ran 9.06 early. It was a good field, and I thought, well, I'm just waiting for them to to catch it. They couldn't catch it. And when you had a look at the overall time, you can see why. 34.07, they don't really go much quicker than that uh, over those 5.95 races. So, again, it's a lower-grade dog. We'll probably see campaign at either the Meadows End or Sandown over those middle distances in the coming coming weeks. And from Friday night, uh, Warrigal Cup night, uh, City Class Fields there on Friday night, but one that caught my eye for Des Dersh, who trained the first three uh, legs of the quaddie, uh there This one called Here Comes Artie, now it's by Bernardo uh, He's had a lot of success with these Bernardo pups, this particular trainer It ran 6.42 early And overall 25.41 To put that in context, Tim Zoo For Jason Thompson won the cup In 25.29 So it was only a length and a half slower uh, It'll go round in town shortly as well It's got whips of early pace, Here Comes Artie Well worth following
0: Good on you Jared. have a good day Thanks David there is is, Gerard Daffy with the Greyhound Black Boogers. Nick Burney, of course, racing analyst for Racing New South Wales. We see him on Sky regularly as well. He's with us down to look back at Rose Hill. Nick, good morning.
2: Good morning to you, David.
0: How are you? Um, well, Naval College, just before you go into your Black Boogers, 159.11, breaking a track record by 0.8, held by none other than Octagonal. That was unbelievable.
2: Yeah, unbelievable, five and a half lengths, yeah, you could uh, approximate there against octagonal and um, Jet Stanley first stakes winner, so just follow that horse wherever it goes obviously next start, and even after adjusting for the track on the day, it's still rated extremely well as you'd expect, and I think up to the 2,400 metres now, um, that horse can only improve, and it's quite exciting, second Australian preparation, so We'll just see where he gets to, probably this preparation, or especially in the spring carnival as well.
0: Yeah, I think the Australia Day Cup at Warwick Farm is his next assignment. That will be at 2,400 metres. But looking for your horses to follow, the first of the trio
2: is Syrian Star. Yeah, I thought this was the runner out of the day that probably had the most hidden merit. Now, she was first up off a long break, 245 days, and she was just a little bit slow out, so lacked that match practice. And then... Over the 1,100 metres, she probably just wasn't suited. I like her more out to that 13, 1,500 metres. I think that's her ideal distance. She just had too much to do there on Saturday and made a long, sustained sprint. And her sectionals were definitely hidden because she clocked her third fastest last 600 metres of the um, entire meeting. She's finished sixth there. So um, the form guide will say she's only gone fair, but she's gone really well. I just want to see her up in distance more more suitable barrier and I think she can definitely knock off a highway and hopefully we get a decent enough price about her next start. That's
0: Syrian star. Now Gallant Star is part owned by Kerry O'Keefe and uh, gee, he's got a good money spinner here. Hasn't he? Has it, lightly
2: race and never runs a bad race. Yeah this is a, definitely a upcoming the 2024 country championships. I think they're going to go to Canamble for the heat uh, with Gallant Star but it might, be, it might be definitely one of the leading contenders for the, the country champs because I think he's absolutely flying there. So last start, it was a very strong win. Had to make that long sustained sprint. And then it went straight to a 72 there on Saturday. And just, it wouldn't have won, but it would have been a lot closer um, to the winner there. It was just checked and blocked at a key stage, forced back into the inferior ground. But I like how he picked back up and ran a good last 200 metres against the day but more importantly this race as a whole i want to follow all the runners coming out of it um it ranked extremely well after adjusting and um it's going really well gallant star and as, as i said before just follow it through the country championship series because i think it might be hard to beat on uh, day one of the champs
0: they will be on our doorstep before we know it union army was a winner in race nine and i'm just looking here i would imagine his sectionals were quite good
2: yeah, look, obviously on the outside, everyone saw it, but it's just taken a couple of runs for him to get fit. And he's when he let down, he was very strong. Obviously, he had the fastest last six, four, and two on the day. And I just liked his last few bounds. There's a lot of merit to it, and just how he did it. a fair bit of style. So just follow Union Army. I think he'll probably have another run or two in this preparation uh, before the big boys come back, and I think he can. Uh, knock off another sprint race around this time of year. But, he, yeah, he was great against the race shape as well. So follow Union Army for another run or two, David. Good work as always, Dick. Enjoy your day. You too. See you later.
0: Nick Burney joining us, nominating Syrian star, Gallant star and U- Union Army for the Black Book. Well, we had a shortened car of Murray Bridge on Saturday when the power went out, but... Ben Scanlon still had a careful look at the races that were run. He's come up with three in a black book. And Ben, as you join us this morning, the first of them is a first starter called Cal Barry.
3: Yeah, it's, thanks, David. It's uh, He's a horse, Cow Barry, that races in colours that a lot of people will be very familiar with. They're the colours of Nev, Nev Morgan, the uh, white with the blue hoop sleeves and blue cap. And, look, Cal Barry, it certainly looks like he's going to be a winner for those, uh, for connections before too long, based on what we saw on, on Saturday drifted a long way back Jacob Oppen was on board and he basically drifted to the tail of the 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 field and um, he was really strong over the last two hundred or so the winner in my room bolted in on by about four and a half lengths and um, cow Barry was clearly the best of the rest finished off the race really strongly it looks like he 's got plenty of upside um, you know Richard Jolly Jolly have had a really really good connection with um, with Nev Morgan over the years and this bloke, I don't think he's uh, he's going to be a, a, a group winner, but um, he's certainly going to be a handy addition to the stable and looks like he should be winning a race pretty quickly.
0: That's Cal Barry with an eye on the end. Let's go to the following race. Pegasi was first up for Travis Daddle. You like the run.
3: Yeah, and didn't have a huge amount of luck, Pegasi. He's got a good record. He's only had the 18 starts, won five with five places. won about 340,000. Um on Saturday he was, look, he was midfield um, but just didn't have a whole lot of luck in the straight, Dompton who was on board and he kind of had to switch off heels a few times and still got a line nicely beaten just under two lengths behind Wolflands the Victorian visitor Um, worth noting they've got a very good second up record Bagasi, four times second up for two wins and a second placing, so that suggests with that run under his belt from Saturday at Murray Bridge, um, when you see him next time, he should be pretty close to Cherry Ripe. And um, it looks like he's come back in really good shape. So, yeah, you could follow him with a fair bit of confidence next time round, I would expect.
0: Okay, that's Pegasi. And tell us about the run of Baby Alex in race five.
3: He's a, she's another promising mare, this mare Baby Alex for Andrew Clark, and racing those familiar green yellow hoop colours. Um, She's had a few runs this preparation. She had a bit of a break after her first up run. Um, she's fourth and more for Bill on Boxing Day and then we didn't see her until Murray Bridge on Saturday. So it was um, a few weeks apart. But um, she was really, really good on Saturday. She, uh, she's another one who drifted a long way back and she absolutely charged Like She got beaten, I don't know, it was like a, a half head at, at best on Saturday behind In the Darkness. Once right past the post, she was about a half length in front. Um, yeah, had absolutely no luck whatsoever. Um, very, very strong finish. Andrew Clark does a, does an excellent job with his team, and I think based on what we saw on Saturday, she should be winning her second race pretty quickly. Baby Alex, she's uh, she's in good form. Um, I like her on those bigger tracks, like like the outer track at Morphville or Murray Bridge. So, um, if you see her there next time round, yeah, I think you could uh, you could certainly support her.
0: Baby Alex, Calberry and Pegasi, the three to black book from Murray Bridge. Good on you, Ben. Thank you. Thanks, David. Ben Scannon joining us this morning. Yes, Ben with us there. Colin McNiff uh, is on the line now. Colin, as we come to you, your first one for the Black Book is Summer Fire, who ran third
4: in in the Terry Brakey Memorial. Really good run at Devonport. Was wide all the way. Hit the line really well over the 1,150. Um beaten narrowly. It's trained by Adam It It's beaten a half length. It was first up. I'm sure it's got a strip fitter last time. It's got a touch of class about a summer fair, a summer fire, should I say. I think should be winning very, very soon.
0: Now, of course, the Devonport Cup was the feature and you're going to nominate the third place get a Swoop Dog for the Black Book.
4: He was, in fact, the defending champion. He won the, uh, the cup last year, Swoop Dog, and had a devilish of a tough run uh, there last Wednesday. It was three wide for the entire trip. Uh, hit the front of the top of the straight and just battled away really gamely to finish third. It was a sitting shot for a couple to run past him. Ashy Boy and Hype did just that, but Swoop Dog was really tough. I think he could be competitive in the major cups. He went onto to the Hobart Cup last year, wasn't uh, too far away. Whether John Blacker goes that way again or maybe keeps him for some of the uh, wait for age races, now the inevitable is outspelling. I'm not too sure which way John will go, but whichever way he does, Swoop Dog will be competitive in whatever he steps
0: out in. Low were the two from Devonport and one out of Launceston, Winchester Rifle.
4: Yeah, a newcomer to the Johnny Blacker stable uh, having his first run for John last Wednesday night. It was set a huge task, took off at the 800-metre mark, hit the lead coming around the home turn and battled on really game. There was only beaten uh, two and three-quarter lengths in a benchmark 60 over 1,200 metres. So, former Victorian, looks like it's going to be winning a couple of races down here and, and it shouldn't be too far away. Thanks, Colin. Cheers, David. Thank you. Colin McNiff with
0: the Black Bookers out of Tasmania. That is Black Bookers for Monday, January 15th. As we always say, hopefully there's a few winners there.